Play Podcast is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing great, guys. Welcome to the very first episode of 2015. Whew, I'm excited, man. This is it. This is uh, the new year. Uh, this is the episode I've been waiting six months to do. You know, this is always my favorite episode to do the the year end. You know, the top 20 songs and uh, top 10 movies of the previous year. Normally, I do these right after the Christmas episode. As you know, last episode with Jameson, I'm at work. I kind of explain how things have been going and, you know, how these episodes, unfortunately, aren't going to be coming out as much as they used to in the past, but I'm not canceling the show. I'm still going to put out as many episodes as I possibly can with the new change of my life and everything like that. And uh, 2015, I am excited for what's in store because I want to do a whole bunch of fun movies. I got a bunch of movies that I have planned. I'm going to announce those when we get towards the end of the episode, what we have planned uh, for the next couple of months. Should be some good times. Now, uh, this particular episode, as I was saying before, usually comes out uh, right after the Christmas episode. But as you know, I didn't have any time to do a Christmas episode. So I just said, look, there's a lot of movies that I still need to catch up on. And I'm very, very happy with myself that I listened to my instincts and I did that. I took two weeks and got a whole bunch of movies that I've been wanting to watch and I and I went ahead and watched them and totally changed my list. I'm telling you, pretty much the original top 10 list I had got wiped out. And I think only one or two of those actually survived from my original top 10 list because of all the movies I caught up with uh, during that two-week Christmas time frame. Because I said, to be fair, 
you know, I want to watch as many movies as I possibly can. There's some that I've still missed, of course. I haven't got a chance to watch all of them. So, like, Gone Girl, I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, Nightcrawler. You know, some of the really, really big movies, uh, you know, that are critically acclaimed. And, you know, that Jameson and stuff has said, dude, you got to check this out. So, there's just a few I miss. But not, you know, I still want to say, at least for STL-wise, you guys know my style of movies. You know, I would definitely say that I've seen a lot of those movies you expect me to see and they will reflect in my list. Needless to say, it's going to be some good times. Uh, The music, the music this year, oh man, was so fantastic. The music was, uh, I'm telling you, this was the hardest list I've ever done. If you guys know on the Underground Hour, I, I do these lists all the time, but this by far was the hardest list I've ever had to put together. And I think the reason for that is is my my number one, uh, I could not figure out what my number one, two, and three were. It was just uh, it was just a flip flop, uh, always going back and forth. But um, I finally got everything finalized, of course, since I'm finally recording. So I can't wait to get into this list for you. The top twenty songs of 2014, man, they were fantastic, and and the top ten movies. Now here's the deal with the music, um, a little bit change. I have done in regards to the rules. Now, as you guys know, last year, essentially, I said you can use any song that came out in 2014. It didn't even have to hit radio. If it was released on a CD, you could go ahead and use it for your top 20 single. It didn't matter. No big deal. Uh, Surprisingly, this year, I only have one song on my list that was not on the radio. And uh, the rest of them... At some point or another, they have all been on the radio, which is something that is kind of surprising to me. You know, I'm spe- I'm one of those guys that if I hear a song all the time on the radio over and over, I get tired of it. For example, Happy, that song was so overkilled. It doesn't even crack my top 20, not even my top 50. Uh, it was just so, so crazy. But there's other songs that... Every time it was on the radio, I loved it more and more and more and more and more. So those are the songs that, you know, they affect me and they get in my list. Now, here's what my rule changes. There are some of these tunes that officially were released in 2013, but it was late. We're talking like September, October, November, December, but didn't actually make it big until 2014. Typically, I have an issue with this, but... Had I removed these songs, it would have changed my list significantly and it would not be a solid list. It would have been pretty terrible. So uh, I'm going to point out the songs that were technically released in 2013, but didn't hit big on the radio till 2014. So that's the rule change this year. If you if you dig it, great. If you don't, oh well, who cares? Too bad. It's my rule. So going forward, uh, that's how I'm going to do it. If a song has been big in the year, but it was released, you know, here's the thing. If it was released in 2013, but it was like June or July, it doesn't qualify. It's got to be late, late 2013. Not enough time for it to hit big on the radio you know, making it big early, you know, January, February, March. You guys get the deal because it does take a while for songs to kind of get momentum on the radio uh, for me to hear them and stuff. So uh, with that being said, let's get into our list of the top 20 songs of 2014 and the top 10 movies of 2014. <laughs> Stacy, can I come over? School. 
Is she there or is she trying to give me the slip? guys so the way this list is gonna work uh, I'm gonna play a few songs and then I'm gonna start rolling into my movies so I'm gonna spread out my top 10 movies throughout this top 20 song list uh, if that makes sense for you Uh, before we get into the top 20 song I want to play you some honorable mentions songs that almost cracked my top 20 or were originally in my top 20 but other songs totally kicked it out of the list so here we go here's a quick honorable mention for you uh for 
Alright, so within those honorable mentions, some of the tunes you heard, uh, one of them was Shell Shocked from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014 soundtrack with uh, Juicy J, uh, Wiz Khalifa, and Ty Dollar Sign. Another one you heard was Mm Yeah, which was from Austin Mahone uh, with uh, Pitbull that was originally in my top 10, but that one dropped. Same thing with Shell Shocked that was in my top 20. That came off as well. You heard some Am I Wrong, uh, which that song, I believe, comes from uh, Nico and Finns. Yes, uh, that was one that was in there for quite a while, but actually dropped off. Uh, come With Me Now. Uh, that's a fun song. That that song I didn't know come, came out in 2014. I heard that all in the Expendables 3 trailer. That one's by the Congos. And then the, uh, of course, Really Don't Care by Demi Lovato, which was in my last year's top 20. I think it was number two or number three. The only reason it wasn't on this list is I couldn't use the same song twice. If I didn't put it on last year's list, it would have been in this year's list, of course. But uh, I didn't want to use it twice. I thought it wouldn't be fair. So that's why I put it in the honorable mention. And then, of course, uh, Cool Kids. And uh, Love Me Harder by Ariana Grande. So those were your honorable mentions. And let's get into number 20. Okay, number 20 is a song that, uh, man, this song was super fun every time. It always came on the radio for me at the perfect time of the day. Now, this is a song that was uh, released late 2013. I believe it was September 2013. Didn't hit big till early 2014. That was Counting, Counting Stars by One Republic. Super fun song. Uh, one thing that uh, when my daughter first heard this song, she was always like, uh, I don't get it. Uh, why would you want to burn your money? And you know, and I had to have a conversation with her about metaphors and that's how music is. It's a whole bunch of metaphors and super fun song. You know, I think this is a song that got a lot of people into One Republic if you weren't into them before. Fun music video. You know, as I told you in the past, music videos really have a way of either making a song or breaking a song for me. Some music videos will actually make a song that much better. Uh, as we'll discuss later on in the list of various songs that I loved even more because of the video. Other ones that I hated the song because of the video. Uh, but this was a super fun song. I dig it. Uh, it got a lot of airplay during the summertime. So this is a great song to kick off the list of the top 20 songs of 2014. So here you go. Counting Stars, One Republic. Check it out. Lately I've been, I've been losing sleep. Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars I'm not that bold and I don't think the world is sold I'm just 
So that was number 20 with Counting Stars by One Republic Good Times. All right, guys, let's roll into number 19. Number 19 is a song that I believe I heard in the summertime. And super fun song. I really dig it. It really, the melody gets in your head right away. And that's Rickston with Me and My Broken Heart. 
super fun song. I mean, of course, it's a sad song, but it's a pop song. So it's just, I don't know. There's just something about this song that the first time I heard it, I was like, okay, I dig this song. And of course, the more I heard it, the more it started kicking songs out of my top 50 because that's usually what I got. I, I got a top 50. And then I, you know, I got to break it down to a top 20 because there's no way I can ever do a top 10. You guys know that it's impossible. It has to be a top 20. And, uh, yeah, me and my broken heart, uh, pretty much cracked it probably I'd say three weeks ago. Uh, so good times. Check it out. Rickston, me and my broken heart. Here we go. Me and my broken heart I need a little loving tonight Hold me so I'm not falling apart A little but I'm hoping it might kickstart Me and my broken heart guys so that was number 19 with me and my broken heart by rickston good times all right guys let's roll into our first movie from the top 10 list of 2014 
Uh, I guess before I get into number 10, though, I should talk about some honorable mentions. Uh, Again, as I said before, I'm very, very happy that I took the time to uh, catch up on some movies because some of these movies actually were originally in my list but got kicked out because other movies were way better, uh, in my opinion. So, uh, of course, I'll kind of talk about why those movies uh, got out of my list. So I guess let's start off with uh, the most hated movie of 2014, the one that's on everybody's list of the worst movie of the year. That's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, this is my number 11, actually. I love this movie. I, I, I don't care what the hell anybody ever says about it, uh, any of the haters. Screw you. All right. Uh, I love this movie. I thought it was awesome. Um, Splinter, uh, he's still ridiculous looking to me. It's way better the second time around on the on the Blu-ray. I think the Blu-ray makes things look a lot better than what it was in the theater. Uh, but like I said, there was a bunch of other movies that, uh, you know, uh, were better, uh, obviously. But for me, it was my number 11 of the year. It originally was in my list. I, I was joking with some of you guys uh, behind the scenes in the nation that wouldn't it be funny if this was my favorite movie of the year? I think some of you thought I was actually serious. Uh, but I, I dig the song Shell Shocked, of course, from the soundtrack. That was super fun. I had a blast with this movie. My family loved it. Uh, my wife loved it. I did as well. But unfortunately, it did drop out of my top 10. Uh, and another movie that I really enjoyed that a lot of people hated, of course, was Transformers 4 Age of Extinction. I went on record by saying this was my favorite Transformers. Uh, there was just uh, new chemistry. I never thought I would ever be a big fan of Mark Wahlberg in a movie, but I did. I loved them. The whole father dynamic, uh, father daughter dynamic was super fun for me. Uh, kind of gave me more emotional value to the movie. Uh, the only movie to hit a billion dollars, surprisingly. But, uh, you know, I think uh, American-wise, it didn't do as as good as the other ones did. But I really dug this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I think it was my number 12 for sure. Uh, getting into a, a, a movie that was actually really high on my list and, and just completely fell to my number 13, and that'd be the amazing Spider-Man 2. I know some of you are probably shocked. You probably thought that would be my top 10. But unfortunately, this movie got worse for me the more I watched it. You know, the only problem I had with it the first time when I came out of the theater was the whole, like, him searching, you know, the whole father thing. Uh, you know, going underground to the subway. I thought it kind of slowed things down. I thought you could easily gotten rid of that tightened up the movie. But the second time around I watched it, you know, the ending was still very emotional for me but this time around a lot of things annoyed me more like for example the philip phillips song didn't annoy me uh, in the theater this time it did as well uh it just it felt way way longer than it did before um i don't know just a lot more things annoyed me this time around and i kind of was i was kind of seeing the frustration people were having with this movie and why it didn't live up to expectations. So this is a movie that that fell pretty fast down my list. So other movies that are on my honorable mention. Uh, this is actually a Netflix movie. It's called Don't Blink. This one stars Brian Austin Green. And then if you've seen uh, American Beauty with the girl that puts like the rosebuds all over her body. And she was an American Pie. Essentially, Brian Austin Green and her... Are, are a couple and she's actually pregnant they go to this uh bunch with a bunch of friends they go to this cabin in the uh it's winter time they go up there to hang out and all these people are missing and stuff and there's like this mystery of going on and 
Uh, I was really enjoying this movie until a couple things really pissed me off. And the reason why it's called Don't Blink essentially is people will disappear in front of you. Like you're looking at them and then the moment you turn your head, they disappear and you're, that's why it's called Don't Blink. Here's the reason why this movie pissed me off, okay? And it's kind of a mini spoiler, but this is what really ruined the movie for me. So as I told you, Brian Austin Green, this girl, she's pregnant. And one of the people that are at this cabin is his ex-girlfriend. And she has a new man. Well, when uh, late halfway through the movie, um, Brian Austin Green sleeps with his ex. And I lost all respect for this character. And I could care less what the hell happened to him the rest of the movie. Really pissed me off. And then when you get to the end of the movie, it's another thing that's frustrating. So it was a good movie. Had a really awesome concept and then totally blew it. Uh, the other movie that's, uh, see no evil two with Kane from WWE was actually entertaining, but not enough to hit a top 10. Uh, but the best movie I saw was kill theory. This is the best horror movie of the year, folks. But the problem is it's a 2012 movie and why I couldn't put it on my list pissed me off. It's called kill theory. So here's the deal with this movie. Essentially, there is this guy who gets released uh, because he was a mountain climber. He had two friends that were falling off a cliff and he had to make a decision. Either they die or he sacrifices himself to save his friends. And, you know, he killed them, of course. And he now targets this group of people. They're, um, you know, they're on a, a weekend getaway kind of thing. But essentially, he sets it up to where you have to make the decision. Either you kill your friend or you have to kill yourself. And the last person standing by by 6 a.m. the next morning will be able to leave alive. Everybody else has to die. And there's a bunch of twists and turns and you're just like, wow. Uh, you, you kind of, you're kind of surprised by what people do and their actions and things. It's a fantastic movie. It's the best horror movie of the year. But again, it came out in 2012, so I'm not able to use it. So that leads me into number 10. The best horror movie of the year, Oculus. Now, Oculus is a movie uh, I strictly watched because of the fact of it was a WWE film. And I was like, okay, what wrestler is in this movie? Spoiler alert, there is no wrestler in this movie. It's actually a fantastic movie. I couldn't believe it. This is the by far the best horror movie of the year. And again, horror movies are my favorite genre outside of action, adventure. So I've watched a crap load of horror movies. And 9 out of 10 of them, they all suck ass. So... If I'm telling you it's a good horror movie, it's a good horror movie. So Oculus is kind of hard to explain, but it's essentially, you might have seen the previews. It, it's dealing with Amir. Uh, we're dealing with a brother and a sister who are, are, they have this antique mirror. And the sister believes that the mirror is responsible for the death of her parents. But her brother thinks she's crazy. So the whole point is to set up in this house. Um, you know, where her parents die with all these cameras and she's going to prove to her brother that this mirror is possessed. And what's great is it's got a crap load of suspense in the movie. Very little gore. It's fantastic. It's got a lot of great, uh, uh story told through flashbacks, kind of Batman begins style, if you will. Uh, Rory Culkin is in this movie. If, uh, if you've, uh, uh, Cochran, sorry, Rory Cochran, if you've seen him in CSI Miami, but what's great about this movie, like I said, it's a small budget, $5 million, and they got to use their money wisely. Uh, and what's really cool is one of the um, the, the daughter, um, her is my daughter's name. Her name's Kaylee, spelled the same way too, which I thought was pretty cool. 
But the reason why I dig this movie so much is the story is very fascinating and there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie and it, it, the suspense is fantastic. So this is by far the best horror movie of the year um, and it's the only one in on my list. So no more horror movies you're going you're gonna to get. But technically speaking, go on Netflix and watch Kill Theory. That's the best horror movie I have seen this year. But we're talking 2014 here. Oculus takes the top spot for horror movies so with that being said that is number 10 so let's get into back to the music and get into number 18 all right number 18 comes from a new artist of 2014 megan trainer this girl as you know made it big with all about that bass however uh i was singing her praises when peter was on he was like yeah i i want to know if she you know has any other good music she does this song is called lips are moving this is a song that it quickly hit my top 20 uh, very very fast this is a kind of a new single it's only been out for about a month and a half it's fantastic the music video is awesome she does kind of a small rap in the beginning but it's the same doo-wop style uh, it's very catchy it it takes you back to the 50s it's good time so here you go megan trainer lips are moving number 18 check it out
All right, guys. So that was number 18 with Lips Are Moving from Megan Trainer. Good times. All right, guys. Let's roll into number 17. Now, number 17 is a song that uh, I actually heard for the first time on a radio show. There's a show that I like to listen to called Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. You may have heard of them. Elvis Duran has been on radio for for a very long time. And in fact, I watched Die Hard 3 last night. If you watch Die Hard 3, the radio host that, you know, Simon calls into, that's Elvis Durand. Uh, He's been around for a very long time. He does the phone taps. Very funny stuff. But he had these guys come on. First time I ever heard of these guys. They played this song. I'm like, this is an awesome pop song. Comes from Five Seconds of Summer. She looks so perfect. Now, originally you kind of think, okay, this is a boy band. Guess what? It is a boy band, but they all play their own instruments. Each one is a bass player. Uh, you know, they have a bass player, guitar player, drummer, the whole works. It's actually a band. So at first I'm like, oh, this is a boy band. And then when I heard them, I heard them live for the first time. I was like, this song's awesome. And then I heard the studio version of She Looks So Perfect. And I'm just like, wow, this song is amazing. Uh, of course, there's uh, kind of a funny line in there about she looks so perfect standing there in my American Apparel underwear. Uh, no, they're not sponsored by American Apparel. That's something Elvis asked him or asked the the lead singer of the band. And they're like, no, uh, we just we threw that in there. Uh, fun video. And uh, I definitely dig this song. So here you go. This would be number 17. She looks so perfect from five seconds of summer. Check it out. Do you? 
apparel underwear And I know now That I'm so down Right, so that was number 17 with She Looks So Perfect from 5 Seconds of Summer Good Times. Hopefully you guys dug that song. All right, guys, let's roll into number 16. Now, uh, this comes from a genre of music that I don't usually listen to. Not a big fan of it. My wife is, of course. But as my motto always says, a good song is a good song. And that comes from the country genre. This is one of her favorite uh, bands. She absolutely loves these guys. Uh, and I, I I, can't resist the fact of how awesome this song is. It's called Day Drinking from Little Big Town. Now, I, I played this for, for uh, Tawana Diverse City. And her response was, amazing song. I still hate country. And it, it has whistling. As you guys know, I'm a sucker for, um, you know, those those two-letter words, you know, na, 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 or ba, 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 whatever. Whistling is another thing that I'm a sucker for. And you, you got some high school, um, you know, orchestra up in here. You know, it, it's a super fun song. Now, of course, you guys know I'm not a drinker. Uh, I haven't I haven't drink uh alcohol i don't know like 19 years whatever the case may be but this is a super fun song because hey i can just day drink some pepsi you know uh, clearly it's about alcohol but hey i can have fun and i can change things around because that's what that's the beauty of music right music is the universal language one song's meaning can be something completely different to somebody else that's why music is amazing so with day drinking i can drink some pepsi or mountain dew and it's all good in the hood so here you go guys this is number 16 from little big town and day drinking check it out Heat wave, blame it on the 
So that was number 16 from Little Big Town and Day Drinking Good Times. All right, guys, let's get back to our movie list and number nine movie for me of the year. Now, this movie uh, was a movie, unfortunately, I missed in the theater. I seen number one. I seen number two, but I did not see number three. I was really worried for this particular movie. But, of course, I was checking out the recommendation of my friends and that would be a movie, maybe surprising, maybe not surprising to others. That would be Expendables 3. I love this movie. In fact, it is my favorite of this series. Now, keep in mind, I did not watch the PG-13 version. I watched the unrated, uncut version. So, the, of course, there's so much more swearing and, and all this and that. Uh, I know a big thing that's a problem for people is the CGI blood. Uh, I didn't notice any, uh, or if there was any, it's done, it's done very minimal, but here's the thing with this movie, why I thought I wasn't going to like it. So the original premise I, is that we get some old guy, we have the original crew and then we get a new crew. So I'm like, this movie's going to suck because the new crew is going to take over and screw the old crew, right? That that's exact. That's what I was thinking. Well, lucky that is not the case. So, uh, of course, this is the return of Wesley Snipes. We got the amazing intro, of course. Uh, now, technically, part two has the best opening. It always will. Uh, that opening was fantastic. Uh, you know, part two was always my favorite, but the reason why number three is my favorite, a couple different reasons. We have uh, Mel Gibson, amazing, amazing bad guy. I knew he was going to be probably the best part of this movie and, and he was great. Uh, of course I heard how crazy Antonio Banderas was. He was very funny. What I really dig is the fact of we have the old crew. They bust out Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was back. He was better than ever. It was amazing. And then we get the introduction of the new crew. I dig the new crew. You know, of course, some of them I like more than others. But what I dig is the the story that they told. And then 
we get the old crew back to rescue the new crew. And it was, it was done in such a, an interesting way and not in a disappointing way of how I thought it was going to go. I thought I was going to be very disappointed in this movie. And by the end of it, I was like, wow, this is definitely my favorite of the series. And of course, Arnold was super funny, uh, excellent, good times. But Mel Gibson is by far the best bad guy of the series. Mel Gibson is what really takes this movie over the edge for me and puts it as my favorite of the series. And of course, I got to have, you know, I have every Expendables has always been in my top 10 of the year. Uh, I know a lot of people, this will probably be in their worst of list, which is fine. But you got to admit, Expendables 3 is a hell of a lot better than Transformers 4 and, and Ninja Turtles, right? For all of you haters out there, you can agree on that. So there you go. Now, I do recommend that if you do watch this, uh, watch the unrated version on the Blu-ray. Uh, that was super fun. The gag reel as well was some good time. So that was it, guys. That's my number nine movie and probably the only movie that might make you roll your eyes. The rest of them, I guarantee, were some good times. So let's get back into our music list with number 15 of the year. So number 15 is another song that uh, I my wife would play all the time, and I, I was just like, damn, this song is amazing. So I've always been a big Carrie Underwood fan. When she walked in American Idol, I was like, this girl is going to win it. She just had that something. Uh, Carrie Underwood is kind of like Taylor Swift. She has the country pop kind of vibe, but she's more country than she is uh, pop. Uh, and Miranda Lambert is my wife's favorite country person. She's basically the badass girl of country music. I mean, she essentially is. You look at her, she's badass, she sings badass, and she's got some badass songs. So Something Bad uh, is actually a super fun music video. It's the collaboration of Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert. And as you know, it has that amazing intro. I've played this before in STL. It was super fun. And this song was a song that I jammed to a lot. And when the video came out, it was done in a movie style. So I've always wanted these two to get together. So the collaboration happened and actually hit the pop charts because it was so popular. So here you go. My number 15 song of 2014, Something Bad, with Carrie Underwood and Miranda Lambert. Check it out. Stand on the box, stomp your feet, start clapping. Got a real good feeling something bad about to happen. But I got so nervous, had to back it on up Couldn't make it to the service Grabbed all the cash underneath my mattress Got a real good feeling, something bad about to happen Ran into a girl in a pretty white dress Rolled down the window, waited a little too late Said I'm headed to the bar with my money out the mattress Got a real good feeling, something bad about to happen
guys so that was number 15 with something bad from miranda lambert featuring carrie underwood good times all right guys let's roll into number 14 now this is a song that was in my top 10 uh has dropped due to other songs coming in but it's a song that i have continued to listen to since the beginning of the year uh i was not a big fan of this artist until this song came out when this song came out I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. It was a 10 out of 10. And uh, I've since been a fan. And that comes from Lord and Team. Uh, as you know, Royals is a song that I despise and I hate with a passion. And then uh, Team came out and totally changed everything for me. The video eh, the video's all right. Uh, it's like uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's a 5. It's nothing fantastic. But this song is just, oh, man, it's just so... It's so good. It's just, man, it's fantastic. So, But again, uh, it was in my top 10 and uh, has since dropped due to how long it's been out there. But uh, it's a song I still enjoy to this day. So here you go, number uh, 14 uh, with Lord and the name of the tune is Team. Check it out. Wait till you're announced. We've not yet lost all our graces. The hounds will stay in chase Look upon your greatness and she'll send the call out, 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 send
Right, so that was number 14 with Team from Lord. Good times. All right, guys, let's roll into our number eight uh, movie of 2014. Now, this is a movie maybe on other list will be up higher. For me, it's my number eight, and that's X-Men Days of Future Past. This was uh, a fantastic X-Men film. Definitely my favorite of the series. The time traveling was just awesome. It was great having Brian Singer back. Uh, I really, really enjoy this movie. It was one of the first movies I saw this year. It's one of the best comic book movies of the year for sure. Uh, I, I Man, I'm excited for the Blu-ray that's coming out. When this came out on Blu-ray, I did not purchase it because of the fact I knew there was going to be a Rogue uh, edition, which is going to have additional storyline because, as we know, Anna Paquin's uh, all her stuff in the movie outside of what you see of her in the movie that was all cut but they're coming out with a rogue edition uh, it's going to have new supplement material so it's not just going to be a repeat of the x-men days of future past blu-ray which i'm excited for so i'm very happy and excited to see uh, a couple different things number one um the what's going to happen i mean if you haven't seen the movie by now, the ending is kind of a, a new way to continue things. And it's kind of uh, an open book, if you will. Not to not to spoil too much stuff, but I'm, I'm very excited to see where we go from here, who's coming back, what the future holds. We don't know much about Apocalypse at this point. Not a whole lot of uh, concrete evidence has been put in front of us. But I'm excited to see what what what's in store. Um, so this was a fantastic movie, by far the best X-Men movie there is, and um, I'm hoping that Apocalypse will top this one. So this is by far my number eight of the year. So with that being said, let's roll into the number thirteen song of 2014. All right, so number thirteen is a song that comes from a band. That you probably would expect to be my number one of the year. It comes from my favorite band, Pillar. Uh, Pillar was supposed to release their album uh, this year. Pillar is um, is a band that took some time off for quite a while. Actually, call it quits. Got back together. But they didn't have a record label, so they're using the way that bands do nowadays, and they use Kickstarter, which was really awesome. They had a specific goal, 50000 They said anything we'd go over that. We'll give the fans, you know, extra stuff, you know, shirts, all this fun stuff. Uh, they did. They went above and beyond. 
And it was supposed to be on 2014, but uh, it comes out officially this year. Now, this was the first single that they released. It's called Lion Leads the Way. And with Pillar, I always love their stuff. Like, you know, it's not a 10, it's a 20. This song's a 10 for me. It's not like Bring Me Down for the Love of the Game, you know. And actually, this is the only Christian rock song to hit my top 20. And that never happens. There's usually two or three. But it was kind of a weak year for me in regards to Christian rock. It just, they weren't, it wasn't tearing it up like it always is. Maybe it's because there wasn't any skillet around this year. But I'm hoping 2015 is going to be a better year for me when it comes to Pillar. This song, all the other stuff I've heard is better than this song. So, Again, it's a 10 for me, but it's not a 20 as I expect, which is why it's so low on my list. But it's it's a fantastic hard rock and song, so I dig it. So here you go. Number 13, Pillar, Lion Leads the Way. Check it out.
All right, so that was number 13 with Lion Leads Away from Pillar Good Times. All right, guys, uh, let's roll into number 12. Number 12 is a song that uh, a lot of you are probably very, very sick and tired of hearing. But this is a song that uh, meant a lot to me this year uh, and definitely meant a lot to my daughter. Uh, As you know, I've always been a Taylor Swift fan since day one. And she's always had that whole like country pop thing going on. But now this year she went full pop with 1989 and her first single was Shake It Off. Now, I know you're probably sick and tired of hearing this song, but uh, you've probably heard in prior episodes. My daughter went through a lot of bullying this year. Uh, in school and uh, had to meet with a lot of different teachers and work different classes around Uh, actually met with the principal and things have gone much much better now thank god but it's a song that my daughter and i would listen to together just to just you know she would come home crying and i just tell her you know just to shake it off you know and, and this would always make her feel good you know and it was always just a reminder of how much she's grown throughout this year as a person so the song is a super fun pop song and it does actually have an amazing message to it uh despite the fact that it's overkill on the radio and that's one of the reasons why it's lower on my list and not in my top 10 because of how fact it's been overkilled uh but that needless to say um it, it was my favorite taylor swift song until i actually bought the album and then i'm like oh this song is not the best so uh but needless to say it's my number 12 for the year shake it off taylor swift check it out Cool. 
shake, shake. Right, so that was number 12 with Shake It Off from Taylor Swift, Good Times. All right, guys, let's roll back to our movie list and talk about the number seven movie of 2014. This is a movie that was actually my number one for about four months, I would say. Um, this is a movie that I, I just I loved, man. Uh, but again, it dropped down because of a bunch of other movies I saw and I really had to think about. But this movie would be Odd Thomas. This is a movie that was released in 2014 on Netflix, Netflix only. So some of you may or may not have seen this movie. This is a movie that I have sung its praises dramatically. So here's the thing with this movie. Uh, if you have seen the remake of Fright Night, then you would know Anton Yelchin. Uh, he's the guy who stars in this movie. Now, I never wanted to watch this movie. It always had a stupid graphic to it uh, on Netflix. It was always being recommended to me. I'm just like, shut the hell up. I don't want to watch this stupid movie. So one day my wife and I just said, look, let's just get it over with. And the first 10 minutes sold me on this movie. There's one thing that I love in movies is, uh, as as you know with music, I'm a sucker when it comes to like the two-letter words like, you know, na, 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 ba, 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 you know, whatever, whistling, all that stuff, guitar solos. I'm always a sucker for that stuff. One of the things I'm a sucker for in movies is, uh, is character commentary where you have the main character of the movie commentarying over the film, but... Not every single one of them. You know, it has to be done in a good way. Well, the beginning of this movie starts off, you find out that he can see dead people. As he likes to say, I see dead people, but then by God, I, I do something about it. And he's uh, he's trying to help the ghost of a teenage girl. And he's chasing after this guy through like these houses and stuff. And it's just super funny, the stuff that's going on. And his commentary just immediately pulled me in. I'm like, I really like this character. Yeah, you find out William Defoe is in it as a cop. But the person that really sold me was this girl named Addison Timlin, who is gorgeous, man. This girl was just, she was knockout gorgeous. I could not believe how, you know, I, I was like, wow. It was it was insane. And then I found out she's in this uh, Showtime or HBO show, um, Californication. I think it's on HBO. Forgive me if I'm wrong on that one. But what was great about this movie is that it was not a horror movie. It had scary elements to it, but it was not a, it was like Ghostbusters in a way. And I'm not saying it's as good as Ghostbusters. As a comparison, there's a lot more comedy in Ghostbusters than there is horror elements. 
And I just, there's just so much in this movie. One of the things I really dig is Steven Summers. If you've seen the Mummy movies, this is a movie he directed. I know that there's originally a book on here. A lot of people really enjoy the book. But there's a lot of great adventures that take place in this movie. Uh, So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's super fun times. It's kind of got a mystery going on within it. And... The the one thing with the special effects, there's like these these demons in the movie where they look for the most kind of sickest person there is, you know, or or not really sickest. Yeah, they search out for sick people. But the thing is, is that if they if they know that you can see them, they'll kill you. And Odd Thomas can see them. So he always has to pretend he can't see these demons. And he actually comes in contact. There's an awesome scene with him and his girl. Uh, the name of her character, which is really awesome, name of her character is Stormy, which is really fun. His name's Odd. Her name's Stormy. They're, you know, they're childhood lovers, you know, but they're best friends, but they're also boyfriend and girlfriend, which is awesome. But these demons, they look really awesome CGI wise. But when you get towards the end of the movie in the mall scene, it, that's when it looks bad. So I would say the special effects in this movie on a scale of one to 10 are about an eight and a half solid nine. So, but the story though is so good, especially when you get to the end, man, the ending just, it was pulling at my heartstrings, man. So bad. So love this movie. It was my number one for a long time, but has since dropped to number seven. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's odd Thomas. It's good times. All right, guys, let's get back to the music. Our number 11 song of the year. Woo. Almost the top 10. All right. So this song is a song that has gone up and up on my chart it was pretty low and the more i hear it the more i love it and i really dig the flavor of this tune it makes you feel real good and that's some rude by magic this song is awesome man i love the music video uh magic just has kind of like that jamaican vibe you know it's good times it's like some uh some pod style uh that's not rock because one thing pod does they do a lot of reggae jamaican music when they're not pumping out their rock and roll hits and this is kind of the flavor i get with uh, magic rude is awesome obviously it's about a guy who wants to marry his his woman but his dad won't let him uh or her dad won't let him and uh it's funny is a lot of people use this you know why you got to be so rude in other conversations when it has nothing to do about marriage but this is just a super fun song it makes you feel good you're having a bad day you throw this on even though you may be married or you have no intention of getting married you still jam to this song so i love it it's good times number 11 by magic and rude check it out saturday morning jumped out of bed Put on my best suit Got in my car Raced like a jet All the way to
Right, so that was number 12 from Magic, and the name of the tune was Rude. Oof, good times. All right. Before we roll into the top 10 songs of 2014, let's get back to the movie list, starting with number 6. This is a movie that I specifically want to watch just because it had one of my favorite uh, actors from a TV show in it. As you know, I'm a humongous fan of Teen Wolf on MTV. It's not a guilty pleasure. It's a damn good show, man. It is awesome. Yes, they have guys who take their shirts off for the young ladies watching it, but it's got awesome stories. It's not. It's just not about werewolves. It's about, uh, you know, you got ninjas up in there. You got demons. It's awesome. But one of my favorite characters is Styles, played by Dylan O'Brien, and he made this movie called The Maze Runner. That was the reason why I wanted to check out this movie. And, man, it was so good. I had no idea how awesome this movie was going to be. So, and of course, the trailers really sold it for me. And I like the fact of this is coming from uh, coming from a book, you know. And, I, you know, these teenage books like Twilight, it was crap. But now we have new kind of books out there like Divergent series and the Maze Runner series. And they're actually exciting movies. It's good times. So here's essentially the deal with the Maze Runner. Um, you have a bunch of uh, teenagers that are thrown into this particular area 
and they're not allowed to go into the maze. But they have specific guys who are called maze runners who who try to go in there during certain hours and and get out before it closes. Because once it closes, you're dead because there's stuff inside the maze that will kill you. Nobody has ever made it out of the maze once it closes. And let's just say that Dylan O'Brien has to go into the maze for a certain amount of reason. And then when you find out what's inside the maze, it's crazy. And it's so good. Special effects are amazing in this movie. It's energetic. Uh, it's it's so good. Um, uh, all I can tell you is, guys, it's awesome. It's a four, easily a four and a half star, four, four and a half star movie. Easily. And I'm so excited to know that there's going to be a part two. And part two comes out uh, September 18, 2015. So that's what's even better is the fact of they're making the sequel and the sequel is not that far away, which I really, really dig. But if you're a big fan of Teen Wolf and you love Styles, his movie was amazing. And he was just as, as funny and as charismatic as he is in Teen Wolf as he was in this movie. And it definitely made my number six movie of 2014. It was awesome. So good times. Go check that movie out. All right, guys. Let's roll into our number 10 spot in the music. Here we go, man. Woohoo! This is a song that uh, I've loved since day one. Uh, I love it more and more every time I hear it. I love the music video. And this is a very awesome song. Even though it has a swear word in it, no big deal. Uh, name of this song is all about that bass. And I know you're probably tired of this song, but it's from Megan Trainer. Uh, this is her debut. And there's a lot of story behind this song. It's real fascinating if you go and look it up. But the thing that I love about this song is the fact of the 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 positive image that it is on girls. Because let's face it, it doesn't matter if you are a skinny girl. Uh, you know, a girl, let's say, for example, Taylor Swift, who looks like she hasn't gained a pound a day in her life because there's some women who can't gain weight. There's others who gain weight very easily and some that are overweight or whatever the case may be. The whole point of this song is for you to not live up to the expectations of the world that you have to be a certain size. It doesn't matter. Your beauty comes from within and you're beautiful from inside and out. And that that's the whole message of the song, which I really dig because we always get all these songs about like you got to look this way and you got to look that way. But this one's telling you to be happy with yourself. That's an awesome message for girls out there. Uh, especially those who feel like, you know, they're overweight or whatever. But you know what? There's some guys out there that love the way that you look, you know, the curves and all that stuff. You know, my woman's curvy and I love it, man. It's good times. I wouldn't have it any other way. So the first time I saw this video, I played this song for my wife. She's like, that's my jam. And uh, ever since, and she got me hooked into Lips Are Moving. So because she pre-ordered the album, which comes out uh, this month. But she got all the other songs to come along with it. So all about that bass, the number 10 song of 2014. Here you go. Check it out. Because you know I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, no trouble. I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear. I ain't no size two. But I can shake it, shake it like I'm supposed to do. I got that boom boom that all the boys chasing All the right junk in all the right places I see the magazines working at Photoshop We know that this shit ain't real, come on now make it stop 
So that was number 10, Megan Trainer, all about that bass. So let's roll into our number nine song of the year. Now, this comes from a band that for the longest time uh, I thought was just overrated. I didn't like very much, but last year their song totally turned me around, and that's One More Night. And that's from Maroon 5 and Maps. Uh, this is, I think, my third favorite video of 2014. This song is awesome, man. They have a new single, Animals, which did not crack my top 20. But Maps, this song is awesome, man. Uh, I love the music video. The music video is good times. Usually Maroon 5, I don't know. I've always had issues with them, but I have now become a fan of these guys ever since, you know, as I told you, One More Night. Uh, Another excellent music video. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, This is a fantastic song. Real catchy tune. And, uh, I, you know, I think if it had been out even longer than it was, it'd be even further down my list. Uh, but it's just, it's fantastic. So here you go. Number nine, Maroon 5 and Maps. I miss the taste of the sweet life. I miss the conversation. I'm searching for a song tonight. I'm changing all of the stations.
All right, so that was number nine from Maroon 5 and Maps. Good times. Now, uh, going back just a little bit uh, with Maps, uh, not Maps, but Rude from Magic. Uh, That was a song that was actually released in September of 2013, but didn't hit big until 2014. So that was another reason where I'm like, man, I don't want to take that song off my list. That's kind of why I wanted to change things because, you know, Maps did come out in 2014, but, you know, Rude, it's like, wow, that's really going to change my list a lot if I got to remove that song. There's a few more that are coming up that were actually released in 2013, but uh, just, you know, kind of going back a little bit, that's one song that did come out in 2013 that, uh, you know, I wanted to break the rules for if you will, and put on the list. But Maps was a 2014 release, so no worries there. So uh, before we go into our number eight song of 2014, let's get into the next movie, which is number five. Now, uh, number five, I can't talk too much about this movie uh, because I I have a story with this movie that I will talk about Uh, in another movie that I'm going to bring up later. But this movie in particular is a movie that I had no desire whatsoever to ever watch. Again, there's a story I'll tell in regards to why I watched this movie. But going into it, uh, when I did finally watch this movie, the name of the movie is called Divergent. Uh, It is my number five movie of the year. I was blown away by how much I loved this movie. So here's essentially Divergent if you don't know this movie. So again, this comes from, just like Maze Runner, comes from a series of books. And this series of books, uh, what's awesome is the fact that this movie came out this year and the sequel's coming out next year. So I don't have much to wait. And in fact, it's March 20th, so it's very close. But this movie stars uh, a, a female that I, I really enjoy, Shailene Woodley, who I had no idea was actually supposed to be Mary Jane Watson in Amazing Spider-Man 2, but got cut out. Uh, But Shailene uh, Woodley, she was in Descendants, uh, The Fault in Our Stars, and that's uh, another movie she does is this one, Theo James. Theo James, you might remember if you've seen the last Underworld movie, he was one of the main uh, werewolf or vampires to help out Kate Beckinsale. So here's the deal. This movie is kind of weird when it starts off. There's this movie takes place in Chicago. It's like a post-apocalyptic movie and it takes place with five factions. So let's put it this way. If you've seen the Hunger Games, this is a good comparison. You have five groups of people. Let's just say you have like the smart people. Uh, you have the like the, the doctors, the, the politicians, so on and so forth. But the main people we deal with are, are kind of like the warriors, you know, the protectors, kind of like the cops. And uh, Lean's character uh, comes from like uh, her mom is Ashley Judd, which is very cool. She comes from this, this, uh, you know, mellow type place. And she has this blood test, which is un- inconclusive because they're having where you're going to have to go to a certain faction after you put in your blood. Well, Maggie Q, if you've seen the show, uh, the show that I love, Stalker. She takes the blood test and says, you can never tell anybody about your test results. And the whole movie, you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on, basically. It's an awesome mystery. But she tells you, don't ever tell anybody about your test results because it'll be terrible for you. Kate Winslet is actually in this movie. 
But long story short, um, she gets picked to go into Dauntless, which is the Brave. Because I told you there's like the selfless uh, is one of them, the peaceful, the honest. But Dauntless is the Brave. So she essentially gets picked to go there. And you see her do like her training and everything like that, uh, which is really awesome. But Divergence are essentially uh, a group of people that you'll have to find out about what's so special about them. And you're kind of thinking, well, is she a divergent or not? And that's where we'll get into it. But here's why the movie was amazing is because the whole training thing was awesome. You know, you're you're getting to love this character and the people around her. But then this mystery about, well, what's up with their blood? What's a divergent? What's the purpose? And then it taking place in Chicago. It looks amazing. Now, uh, if you've ever seen uh, the last Die Hard movie, uh, there's this particular guy in there, John McClane's son, Jay Courtney. He's a complete douchebag in this movie. Terrible. Man, I mean, you just want to kill the guy. Uh, he's like the, the, the lead trainer, if you will. Man, he just beats the crap. He's just terrible to Shailene throughout this movie. But things get rolling, man, when you start to figure things out and you're putting these uh, these dream sequences and Man, it's there's a lot to this movie, but it's very action packed and it's an amazing sci- science fiction movie. And then when you get to the end of the movie, then you're just like, wow, that was so good. You find out there's a sequel and then you find out it's actually a book series. So, again, I had no desire to ever watch this movie. The trailers made it look stupid. Watch this movie. Forget the trailers. The trailers are crap. They don't do justice to how awesome this movie is. It was amazing. So check it out. It's my number five movie of the year. And it's my second most anticipated movie of 2014. It is awesome. I dig it. It was amazing. Uh, I gave it four stars. But right now I'm at four and a half because I just watched it again. So uh, the only thing that um, I don't really have anything uh, where I was like uh, what I don't like about it. The only thing I don't like about it is that it is confusing. It's not as like uh, there's some science fiction movies where you get it. Some of the logic in the beginning of the movie, you it's really hard to understand. So it's hard for you to get into the movie the first like 20 minutes. But once you get past the first 20 minutes, everything will start to make sense. And you're like, oh, OK, I get it now. So that's the only reason why I gave it four and a half is because it. If you get confused easily, it'll piss you off. So needless to say, there you go. Number five, Divergent. Check it out. All right, guys. Let's get back to the music list. Where are we at? We are at number eight for the year. All right. Number eight comes from one of my favorite artists of the year. She was introduced to us in 2014. However, she's an artist who's been around for quite a while. We were introduced to Iggy Azalea. Now, uh, Iggy Azalea first time i ever heard this girl uh was on elvis durand and uh they played uh they played fancy and i was like oh wow you know this song this song is crazy and there was something about her where i was like she kind of reminds me of Nicki minaj and you guys know how much i hate Nicki minaj i can't stand Nicki minaj she's terrible one of the worst artists in history but she had a flavor to her and like a style of the way that she would rap where i was like she's different and i dig it but Black Widow came out, and we had Rita Ora in there with her fantastic voice. And man, I love the music video to this song. As you know, basically, this is a, a Kill Bill music video. You actually have characters from the movie in it. But uh, it's very cool, man. I, I dig the vibe of it. Uh, the music video is awesome. I, I dig her hair. 
and uh, it's 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 super fun times. And this is a song that obviously was super big on the radio, and it was actually higher on my list. But as uh, as weeks and months have gone by, you know, I listen to it less and less, and it's just not as strong as it was for me originally. So here you go, Iggy Azalea featuring Rita Ora, Black Widow. Check it out. So that was number eight from Mickey Azalea featuring Rita Ora and Black Widow. Good times. All right, guys, let's get back to our list uh, for movies. 
uh, and my number four of the year. And uh, this is going to be kind of surprising to some. I'm sure on a lot of people's list, this is their number one movie of the year. But for me, it's number four. And that would be Guardians of the Galaxy. This movie was uh, was everything it was cracked up to be. Uh, it was it was awesome. Um, I, I could not get over the fact of how much I really dug Dave Batista. As you know, I'm a huge wrestling guy. I actually have a wrestling podcast. Wrestling is uh, the only sport that I watch, sports entertainment. I don't watch football, baseball, any of the other crap. Just a wrestling. I'm just a wrestling guy. Watch it every week, all the time. Dave Batista is a guy that I can't stand. I love the guy. I think he's terrible. And he was the whole reason why I never wanted to watch this movie. Uh, just because I, I could not ever stand to watch him. But came out on Blu-ray. And the Rocket Raccoon cover was sitting there at Walmart. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to buy this movie. And if it sucks, maybe I can sell it to somebody. I was gonna, I was gonna take a leap of faith, and I was, I was gonna buy it because what happens if I liked it? I come back, and the Rocket Raccoon cover is gone. Which, by the way, it, it was. Uh, it was like there wasn't very much left. And I brought it home. We threw it on, and it was, it was amazing. Rocket was great. Groot was great. But Dave Batista was super funny. Still, my favorite character is Rocket Raccoon. But I love Batista. He was fantastic. You know, nothing goes over my head for I am too fast. I would catch it. He was everything that everybody said it was. The music was great. Uh, Everything was awesome in the movie. The the only complaint that I have with the movie is the whole, um, there's just, there's a lot of space talk, if you will. Um, I'm sure for some of you, it's no big deal, but you kind of know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of different language in there. I love the fact of how Marvel was just kind of like giving everybody the middle finger and just saying that we're going to do what we want and we're going to make this as outrageous and ridiculous as possible. So the, obviously the space language makes perfect sense and I respect it for that, but there were some parts where I was like, okay, so is that a good guy or is that a bad guy? Is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? It's, it's Some of it was just kind of over over your head kind of knowledge, but again, I'm not a fan of comic books or anything like that, but the characters were, were amazing. Is it the best Marvel film of all time? Not in my book. It's up there though. Uh, if if you if you want to say it's better than Avengers, I'm not going to complain and say you're an idiot or whatever the case may be. That's great. I'm glad that you love it that much. For me, it's probably number three or four. Uh, yeah, I I probably would say number three. Uh, for favorite Marvel movie, we'll we'll get to my favorite Marvel movie in a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was uh it was good times. It was everything it was cracked up to be. And now. Uh, I have a whole new respect for Dave Batista. So if he ever does come back to wrestling, I'm I'm willing to watch him with an open mind now because of the love fest I had for him in this movie. So that's my number four movie of 2014. So let's get back to the tunes. Number seven. All right, number seven comes from uh, another song that was technically released in 2013. It was late 2013. And uh, was big on the radio. Uh, again, this is uh, this is the last country song you're going to hear on this list. I promise you. But again, a great song is a great song. This is Darius Rucker, uh, good old Hootie and the Blowfish, and a song that I have I've sung its praises many times throughout the year. And that's Radio. This song is amazing. Uh, this is one of the last songs you're going to hear from a guy because uh, you're going to be kind of surprised in my top five people. But this song is awesome. 
Uh, it's a tune that I constantly jam to at least once or twice a week. I got to blast it. It's great. You can't really tell it's it's country until like in the beginning you can tell it's country but for the most part after that it just sounds like a hootie and a blowfish kind of song i love darius rucker and uh this is good time so here you go darius rucker number seven with radio check it out Cause after I dropped my mama off Where she needed to go Football tires With the ceiling falling and the window stuck But the only thing that I cared about Was the radio we turn it on, turn it up to ten And everybody would jump on in Riding down the highway Who wants to be the DJ? I'll find a spot on the side of the road Something on the radio Like a feel real good song We'll know it when it comes on Didn't have no money, no place to go All we needed was the radio I grabbed my girl We'd look for somewhere to watch the stars The perfect place Put it in park and take it slow She sang along To even the ones that she barely knew She still sounded good a little louder too But we didn't care I'd look at her, she'd look at me I'll never forget that melody Riding down the highway Who wants to be the DJ? I'll find the spot on the side of the road You find something on the radio Like a beat Right, so that was number seven from Darius Rucker and Radio Good Times. All right, guys, let's get back to the movie list and discuss the number three movie of 2014. So this is the only movie that I've rented more than any other movie uh, in 2014. And it wasn't because I loved it that much, but it's because I never got a chance to watch it. But I knew that if I watched it, it was going to crack my top ten, which is why I kept uh, renting it. 
Uh, it was a movie that uh, a lot of people have have loved, sang its praises, and unfortunately did not get the respect that it deserves and uh, financially probably should have been a hell of a lot more than it got. And that's uh, Live, Die, Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. This movie was everything it was cracked up to be. I recently rated this movie four and a half stars and I've recently changed it to five. Uh, this is uh, this is the the first of uh, the next three movies are all rated five stars. So uh, this is my my third five star movie of 2014. Uh, this movie was excellent, man. It, it was everything everybody said it was going to be. Groundhog's is a science fiction Groundhog's Day. It was super funny. It was a fantastic story. I never once was confused, aka the the space story of Guardians. You didn't have any of that. It was just it was simple. Uh, everybody could follow it. I love the pacing of this movie. Nothing gets old. The as many times as it's shown, just like Groundhog's Day. It, the pacing is fantastic. Tom Cruise is amazing in this movie. He he was such the wuss that everybody said he was going to be and then such the warrior that he becomes. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat the whole movie. I was laughing. It, it was by far one of the greatest science fiction movies I've ever seen uh, in my life. It was, it was that good. So Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat is everything everybody has said it is. Uh, for me, it's a five-star movie. It was, it was, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, I cannot wait to watch it again. But as I told you, I rented it four times because every time I would rent it to watch one of these movies, uh, it would always be a movie I got free. Uh, but I never got around to watching it. I'm like this. In fact, it was actually the last movie I watched in 2014. So yeah, if you haven't seen this movie uh, or you have, I'm sure you would agree that it's a fantastic movie. And uh, so good. I can't wait to watch it again. So Edge of Tomorrow, a.k.a. Live, Die, Repeat, the number three movie of 2014. Good times. All right, guys, let's get back to the music list. Starting off with the uh, with number six, right before we hit the top five. Woo-hoo. Okay, this is the last band or male artist you're going to hear because my top five is all female, baby. It was a super strong year for women in 2014. Uh, I've never had a list that consisted of a top five female before. That's never happened to me ever in the history of music. So that just tells you how amazing 2014 was. But uh, this is a song that, again, was released in late 2013. It was uh, November 2013. Uh, Didn't hit big on the radio until 2014. And this is a song that I I had no idea had swearing in it because when I heard it on the radio, there was the edited version. Uh, this comes from a band called Escape the Fate and One for the Money. There's a particular line in there that says, uh, if you're ready, uh, mother effers, are you ready, let's go. But if you listen to the edited version, it's, uh, are you ready, le- are you ready, let me know let's go you know it's something like that along those lines if you listen to the acoustic version they they always do that but you cannot get your hands on an edited version of this song they only have the swearing version so and and don't get me wrong i'm definitely not a prune i have nothing against any song that has swearing in it you know i have plenty of songs that have swearing in it 
I'm just talking about, you know, if you're playing your favorite songs of the year and you got a song that says Mother Effer and your kids are hanging out with you, eh, that's something you may want to have an edited version for. So I have the edited version, but it's not the one that that gets rid of Mother Effer. It's just, it just takes out the Effer part uh, of the song. So uh, it's an amazing song. I dig it. I love it. As you know, when I play the Underground Hour, it kind of always kicks things off. But uh, it's a super fun song, man. Whenever I'm having a bad day, I throw this song in, throw my hands up in the air, and just jam. So here you go. Escape the Fate, One for the Money, number six of 2014. Here you go.
All right, so that was number six, Escape the Fate, one for the money, good times. All right, guys, let's roll into the number two movie of 2014. Uh, This is definitely my favorite Marvel movie of all time. Uh, this movie was, was fantastic. It's for me, it's the dark night of Marvel movies and that's Captain America, uh, the winter soldier. This movie, you know, blew me away. Uh, halfway through the movie, I said, this is five stars. I said, it's going to take a lot to, to drop this movie and never once did it disappoint. Uh, the story was fantastic. The acting was incredible. The, the special effects were awesome. The dialogue was amazing. Um, it, it was it was everything that, uh, you know, somebody like me who's never liked Captain America and, and number one comes out and I become a huge Captain America fan. Uh, I become a huge Chris Evans fan. And, and a lot of things in this movie was something that, you know, Superman should be doing, you know, and uh I don't know. It, it was great. You know, I'm not a big Robert Redford fan. You know, forgive me for the blasphemy, but he was definitely enjoyable in this one. And I love how the game got changed by the end of the movie. Uh, and of course, as we know, it did change the game because Agents Marvels of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I refuse to watch because it's so terrible, uh, evidently changed the storyline, I guess. So, but hey, I, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of giving it a jab. I've heard good things that season two definitely stepped up. So maybe one day on Netflix, I'll try to catch up and see if it's any good. But, you know, Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, shot right up to the top, man, of my favorite Marvel movies of all time. You know, Avengers would obviously be number two, and I probably put Guardians at number three. So good luck, Marvel, on trying to top Captain America 2. I'm hoping Avengers 2 will do it, but uh, you got a lot of work ahead of you if you want to top this movie, baby. So that's it. That's my number two of 2014. Uh, Not much needs to be said. If you've seen this movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about, why it's so fantastic. So, all right, guys, let's get back to the music and let's get to our top five of 2014. Here we go. All right. This is a song that was my number one song of 2014 for, I'd say, two months and then uh, and then got down the list. And it was a song that when it first came out, I kid you not, I played about 50 times on repeat. That was uh, Ariana Grande. And Problem featuring Iggy Azalea. This song is awesome, man. This is a song that she didn't think was very good until she listened back to it uh, after everything was finalized. This song was is just so catchy. It definitely broke Ariana into uh, mainstream today. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, she, she was always mainstream, but let's just face it. Her last album was not nearly as, as big as this one was. And now you hear Ariana Grande all over the place. You know, you hear, uh, break free. You hear love me harder. She's definitely all over the radio, but problem is the song that was her breakout hit. And, uh, of course it, uh, was another song by Iggy Azalea that I was like, man, I'm everything I hear from Iggy. I was totally loving. Now we'll talk, uh, you know, in a little bit in regards to, uh, overall top favorite albums of 2014, I'm going to kind of review the Iggy album and in, in regards to, uh, if the rest of her stuff is as solid as the stuff I've been playing so far, but her rap is amazing. Uh, at the end of this song, it definitely takes it to a new level, but this is a super fun song. The video is kind of, is not bad. She's definitely uncomfortable dancing. She's not a dancer. She's a singer. And I'm okay with that. Demi Lovato, not a singer, 
but she's a singer. And I can, and that's the same area for Ariana Grande. That girl can sing like nobody's business. She can sing the phone book and, and I'd be entertained. So here we go. Problem, Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea, number five, 2014. Here you go. Check it out. Guys, that was number five with uh, Problem from Ariana Grande featuring Iggy Azalea. Good times. All right, guys. I think the time has come to talk about my number one movie of 2014. This is going to be a fun one, man. It, it really is. So this is a this is a movie that uh, when I saw the preview, I was like, okay, I'm interested in checking it out. I'm not going to rush to it. And uh, I have since seen this movie. During my my two week period that I took, and 
I this year I have to go with my heart with the movie that that moved me beyond and has stuck with me in my heart in my mind and I I just I can't stop thinking about the movie I can't get it out of my head and it's a movie I never thought could possibly be my number one movie of the year and plus uh, I've looked at other lists, you know, movies that, uh, you know, top 10 list. And this movie made a particular movie sites list for the top 10, not number one. It was like number nine or something. The f- people were so pissed off. They're like, how the hell could you possibly put this in your top 10? Blah, 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 blah. There were very few people that were sticking up for the movie. So I'm probably going to get some major backlash for this. But again, uh, if you want to email me, uh, you can email me to um, I don't give a rip.com. Uh, so here we go. My number one movie of That's right, folks. The Fault in Our Stars is my number one movie of the year. I know what you're thinking. What the hell is wrong with you, Mike? How much smoking of weed or drugs or narcotics have you done that you would put a chick flick as your number one movie of the year? Well, that's a good question. Let's go down the list of uh, the reasons why. Okay, so going back to my divergence story. Uh, the, the whole reason I watched Divergent was because I had just finished this movie and Divergent was on cable and I real, and I found out she was in the movie and I was, that's what the whole reason why I watched Divergent was because of this one. So let's, let's go down the list here of my, my infatuation with this movie and why it's hit me so hard. So, um, a couple different things. Uh, my wife, my wife suffers from thyroid disease. She has Hajimoto's disease. So it's basically where your thyroid attacks, attacks your system. And uh, essentially, um, your thyroid is what is what controls every part of your body. So when your thyroid eventually dies, you need to take supplements in order for your thyroid to function. This girl in the movie deals with thyroid cancer. Uh, my father-in-law this past year got cancer again was with him in the hospital dealing with cancer. So she suffered from thyroid um, thyroid cancer. Uh, so that kind of hit me right there. You know, it's something hitting close to home. Uh, number one, she's, she's gorgeous. Uh, she's one of the girls that, as you know, I'm a big fan of long hair. She's a girl that can pull off short hair and long hair. Shailene is, uh, she's amazing in this movie. Um, the, 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 the guy that we have in this movie play Augustus, uh, if you've seen the remake of Carrie with Chloe Grace Moretz, then you know who I'm talking about. The guy who was in that movie, he was a really nice jock guy, took Carrie to the prom. His name is Anzel Elgort. Uh, he was in this movie and he was fantastic. The chemistry between these two uh, was mind-blowing. Essentially... She uh, she meets him going to basically this somewhat uh, cancer rehab place, uh, and and he's cancer free, and he falls in love with her, you know, love at first sight, which I can totally relate with because it was love at first sight for me and my wife, and he has this thing with the cigarette where he sticks between his teeth, 
And it's really cool. He says, if you take the thing that, that can kill you, but you don't give it the power, then it's just a metaphor. And it was really cool. And that, that obviously got her, you know, uh, liking the guy. So I'm like, this is a typical chick flick, right? That's kind of what I was expecting. But man, I was, I was laughing hysterically. Uh, this guy, the dialogue in this movie is fantastic. Now this comes from a book, as you know, this movie has an amazing score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like 83 or something like that. It's not your typical uh, chick flick, if you will. But what's really cool is is these two, uh, he always calls her uh, by her by her name, Hazel Grace, and she always calls him Augustus. And they have this thing where uh, the, the dialogue is just, it's so smart. It's like, think Easy A, you know, where it's got such smart dialogue. But th- the way that they talk to each other, is the it's just lightning off the screen and there's this part that takes place where she's she's in love with this particular book and and she's and she makes him read it and they have this really cool thing with text messages that they throw on the screen it's kind of cool graphics and stuff if you've seen the boom clap video from charlie xcx you'll know what i'm talking about i never understood why they had to go to amsterdam but it was because she wants to meet the the particular writer of the book that she's in love with because the way that the book ends the main character of the story dies from cancer and it's supposed to represent that life you know death comes uh it's unfair it can take you at any time and she wanted to know what happens to the rest of the characters that's the whole reason of getting in contact with this author but this author he's kind of like a person who moved to amsterdam to get away from from america uh, just he didn't want to deal with it. And you, you come to find out William Defoe's in this movie. Another William Defoe uh, movie hits my top ten of the year. But they they travel to Amsterdam. But the thing is, she's very sick. Um, she she has to, as you've seen, she has the oxygen around her face and stuff like that. And she's dealing with the cancer and she's unhealthy and all this and that. But the whole movie has a twist that takes place through uh halfway through it's like you you think you have this movie figured out right you're like oh i totally got how this movie is gonna play out it's just gonna be another stupid teenage typical romance movie then it slaps you in the face and says bitch please i mean i i I hate to use those words but that's exactly how i felt when i watched this movie i was in shock now here's the thing i i i think i cried about 10 or 11 times in this movie now i'm a guy Okay, I, I I easily cry watching a movie. I I'm, I admit it. I'm in touch with my feminine side, if you will. Movies have a way of emotionally impacting me. You know, I I, I don't know if it's good and I and I and I'm into the characters. I can cry easily, right? Well, I'm also a guy who will not watch a sad movie ever again. For example, City of Angels. You know, uh, it's it's such a sad movie. I'll never watch it again. Armageddon, though, is one of the only sad movies where, even though I know Bruce Willis is going to die, spoiler alert, I still always go back and I watch the movie. Well, this movie, I've made the exception to the rule that I immediately wanted to watch it again. And this movie stuck with me for days. Just the the twist that happens, the love that these two have, you know, that they're, they're, they're just... The, the way the cancer is and and of course the music is fantastic but the dialogue is so good and i the the twist is what really gets to me really just kind of hit me hard in the gut you know and again i told you i cried a lot in this movie and the thing with this movie is is that 
it's it knows it's going to make you cry and will instantly pull you back and make you laugh the next scene. Now, the only, there's one dumb scene in this movie. I gave this movie five stars. This movie's five stars. Captain America's five stars. And uh, and uh, what was my third movie? Edge of Tomorrow, five stars. There's this one dumb part in the movie where the, a friend throws eggs at a person's house and the person comes out of the house and lets them throw it. That would never happen in real life. But it's the only stupid part of the movie, but I don't give a crap. I still gave it five stars because emotionally I'm so invested in this movie. I love the movie so much that... Uh, I forgave it. Now, this kills me because I cried so much with these two. And then I watched Divergent about six hours later. And these two that I was so much in love with, our brother and sister, for God's sake, in Divergent, tore me to pieces, man. Divergent was really hard for me to get through because the the people I cried over are now brother and sister. Oh, my God. It was ridiculous. So that's the whole purpose of why I watched Divergent, because of my love with with, with, uh, with these two characters and knowing that they were in Divergent. I had to watch it. So Fault in Our Stars uh, has has it, just every day I wake up and I and I think about this movie. Um, it's it's so good. And I'm so glad that my 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 oldest daughter, you know, she's like, Dad, I think we should watch this movie and I was like, okay, you know, it's a movie I wanted to check out. And I love Boom Clap, you know. When you uh, w- when I watched the Boom Clap mus- music video, it has a lot of scenes from this movie in there. And that was another reason why I wanted to watch it. Uh, so needless to say, uh, that's where the number, the number th- uh, four song of 2014 comes in uh, from Charlie XCX, which uh, has this fantastic song, Boom Clap, which they play in the middle of the movie. And the music video is very much set up like this movie. But I'm just going to say this, guys. Um, you're going to go in expecting a chick flick. And this movie is going to to punch you in the gut emotionally. And you're going to be so infatuated with it. Now, I asked my boy Jameson. I was like, what would you think of this movie? He's like, it was good, but it wasn't for me. Fair enough. I don't expect everybody to love this movie. Um, just go in with an open mind is all I ask. Okay? Just... You know, don't go in, oh my God, I'm going to cry and all this crap like that. Just go in with an open mind to to accept these characters because I'm telling you, the first half of the movie really brings you into the characters and then and then the middle portion has this, has this crazy twist uh, and that's where the emotion comes in. So, there you go. That's my favorite movie of 2014. Uh, I love it. It's fantastic, and uh, and it's a, it's the only sad movie that I will continue to watch over and over and over again. So, so with that being said, let's roll into our number four song of 2014: Charlie XCX and Boom Clap. Here we go.
Right, so that was the number four song of 2014 and Boom Clap by Charlie XCX. Good times. All right, let's roll into number three, the final three songs of 2014. These three songs are the songs that fought and fought and fought. Uh, they were they were kicking the crap out of each other for the past two weeks trying to figure out where each one goes into place. But uh, with much sleep and, and looking at how many times I've played them and, and my... Uh, love fest for them they've all fallen into place so this one goes number three is actually the song that was my longest running number one song of 2014 in a way it's my guilty pleasure if you will of 2014 but uh, i was first introduced to this artist as i said i was listening to elvis duran in the morning now this girl walks into the studio she's real funny uh, real charismatic. Uh, I was just like, wow, this, I don't know. I really dig this girl. And then this song is played. And I'm just like, you know, the last time I had like a, a, a hip hop song in my top five of, of the year hasn't happened in quite a while. And, and fancy plays, as you know, I'm talking about Iggy Azalea. And I was just like, wow, this song is just, it blew me away because of how much I enjoyed it. Now, Charlie XCX was always a person that I had no idea who Charlie XCX was. I had no idea she was an established artist, just like Iggy Azalea. I thought they were two new artists. But no, these two had been around for quite a while. And this was kind of like her her big song. And immediately, the thing that, that sold me was the music video. My favorite music video of the year, uh, the clueless, you know, perfect, you know, spoof, if you will, made me love this song it was it was awesome now part of me had an issue of like do you really want to have this be your number one song of 2014 i I always had that in the back of my mind because i mean there's definitely stuff in this song that i'm just like eh, you know i don't get drunk at the mini bar and all this and that and 
and you know sh- you know shooting holes with guns and all this and that but it was such a super fun song and every time it came on i was always just jamming and as you know i i've played around by rapping this tune but this is definitely my my biggest guilty pleasure of 2014 the song i've listened to uh that, that was my i can't say it was the one i've listened to the most because obviously number two and number one will beat that but it was the longest running number one i had of this year at six months so here we go iggy azalea fancy featuring charlie xcx uh number three of 2014 here we go First things first, I'm the realest. realest. Drop this and let the whole world feel it. Let them feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. right. You should want a bad bitch like this. Huh? Drop it low and pick it up just like this. Yeah. Man. Cup of Ace, cup of Goose, cup of Chris. High heels, something worth a half a ticket on my wrist. Back. On my wrist. Taking all the liquor straight, never chase that. Never. Stop like we bringing 88 back. What? Bring the hook scene where the bass at. Champagne spilling, you should taste that. Bet you wishing you could clutch that. That's just the way you like it, huh? He's so good, he just wishing he could bite it, huh? Never turn down nothing. Slaying these hoes, go trigger on a gun like So that was number three, 
Fancy from Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX Good Times. All right, let's roll into number two. Now, number two is the only song on my list, as I mentioned before, that is not been officially released to radio. However, is a very popular song. Uh, if you go on iTunes, it's pretty high up there. There's a lot of story to this song. And I did an experiment with this song. Uh, I played this for a few people, people at my at my new job, especially people that I know who hate this artist. And I said, I want you to hear this song. So, so I played this song. It got halfway through and they're like, man, this song is great. I said who it was and they're like, get the hell out of here. They couldn't believe it because they just can't stand this artist. Then I gave this song to uh, my rocker friend, not a pop fan at all. Played this tune and he's like, "Whoa, that's amazing, dude!" It's like uh, when you know back in the day when I liked uh, that Instinct Bye 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 song. Funny enough, he likes Fancy, which is kind of funny. But he was just like, "I can't believe this is who I think it is." So this song uh, was my number one. Uh, f- uh, this one is the one that's fought the number one spot. But the number one spot. Uh, as you know, we'll get to in a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll explain why it was my number one. But this song is Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Now, hear me out. As I said before, as an experiment, I played this song for various people who I know hate Taylor Swift and has since changed their mind. Now, if you are a Taylor Swift hater, <clears throat> Jameson, uh, please keep in mind to have an open mind when you listen to this song because I'm telling you, man, this song is fantastic. The 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 chorus immediately kicks you in the face and you're like you're 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 pulled into this song. It's awesome. Now, what I meant by this song actually is is pretty famous. A lot of people think this song is about uh, is about uh, Katy Perry. There was some bad blood between her and Katy Perry uh, about you know Katy Perry stealing some of her people and stuff. But if you really listen to the lyrics, there's no way in hell this song is about Katy Perry. Number one, by the second line of the chorus, by we used to have mad love. They those two never had any love because she didn't even know if they were friends. Okay, there's various lines throughout this song that are completely not about the uh, same sex, if you will. She's not singing about another girl. She's singing about another guy. The bridge part of the song is the only part that could be referenced in Katy Perry. So this is by far the greatest Taylor Swift song I've ever heard in my life. It's by far the greatest song on the 1989 album. And I guarantee you in 2015, this song will be released as a single. But for right now, it is in my uh, 2014 list because... Uh, the album came out in 2014, uh, so I'm going to pull a Demi Lovato, Really Don't Care uh, situation where I'm going to play the song uh, as my single before it ever actually officially becomes a single and pull from my, you know, any song can be a single as long as it came out in 2000, in that year. So, so this is it, guys. This song is awesome. I guarantee you you're going to love this song. So here we go. Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Check it out. Because, baby, now we got bad blood. You know. Like you 
got scars on my back from your knife So don't think it's in the past These kind of wounds, they last and they last Now did you think it all through? All these things will catch up to you And time can heal but this won't So if you're coming my way Right, so that was number two, Taylor Swift, Bad Blood. Oof, good times. Here we go, the number one song of 2014. I'm so excited. So not only did this artist crack my top five three times, but this is my new favorite artist of 2014. This is Charlie XCX. Uh, Again, I was introduced to Charlie XCX from... Uh, fancy, and I, I was like, ah, I, I don't really, I don't know about this Charlie XCX girl. I, I gotta look more into her. Boom clap comes out, blows me away. I'm like, this song is fantastic. I'm like, boom clap could easily be my number one song of the year. So then I purchased the album Sucker, uh, which by the way, every single song is amazing except for Sucker. So don't listen to Sucker because she says the f, she says f you like every other word, but. The, the whole album is by far my favorite album of 2014. It was fantastic. But her second single, Break the Rules, is my favorite song of 2014. Here's what I love about this song. As you know, it's got, the, uh, it's got an amazing chorus. Now, this song is super funny because it's about school. And we clearly know I'm not in school and she's not in school. She graduated a little while ago. But the music video is is amazing. It's my second music video of the year. Fancy it was number one. This was number two. The chorus is so catchy and so awesome in this song. The first time I heard this song was at the AMAs when she sang Boom Clap. And then she went into this song. I'm like, ooh, what's this song? This song is rocking. I heard it. Uh, she only played like about a minute of it. I instantly went, downloaded the song. And, and since then, have played it numerous times every single day. It's so catchy. It's so good. Now, 
you know, this song is great because it doesn't have to be about school. It could be about work. You know, I mean, like I said, she's not in school, but she the whole video takes place with her being at school and it's got Rose McGowan in and stuff. And clearly, I'm not a person that, that gets high and, and gets drunk and all this and that. But a fun song is a super fun song. And this is my biggest anthem fun song of the year. I, I love anthem songs. That's what this song is. It's got the, the typical two-letter words, you know, the la-la-la-la part. It's got that awesome electronica vibe to it. The song pretty much sells itself. And one thing is, is that, uh, as you know, she's, uh, I believe she's Australian. Uh, she, her accent actually comes in through the songs when she says, put it on our dancing shoes. It's, it's so cool. Cause usually that doesn't happen. Usually the accent is gone, uh, but not in this song. So here you go. This is my number one song of 2014. I'm sure a lot of you may not even heard this Charlie XCX song, but thanks to Iggy Azalea, I got introduced to this artist and uh, she is by far my favorite uh, artist of 2014, even though she's not new. Her her album is by far the best album I've heard of 2014. It was fantastic. Uh, every song is uh, is a four or five rated song on my iPod, except Sucker. That's the only one I tell you to avoid, trust me. But uh, here we go. This song is amazing. Break the Rules, the best Charlie XCX song. The best Charlie XCX song. So here you go. Number one. Check it out. Electric lights Blow my mind But I feel alright I never stop, it's how we write Coming up until we die You catch my eye Bitch, you wanna fly I'm so alive Never stop, it's how we write Sunglasses on 
That was the number one song of 2014, Charlie XCX and Breaking the Rules, Good Times. Woohoo! You know, that's the first time I had uh, one particular artist have so many songs in the top five. She was in Fancy, she's in Boom Clap, and now Breaking the Rules. So, uh, what an amazing year, man. Good times. And, uh, you know, I'm sure my list had a few shockers in there, which, of course, if any of those shockers you're very upset at me for, uh, having on my list, you can email me at uh, I don't give a rip.com. But if you if you loved anything I had, you can definitely email me at stlpodcast.com. I did get two emails that I'm going to read for you guys from the nation from Peter and good old Jason Watson did write in. I want to read those for you guys before uh, before we end this episode. The first email comes from uh, Monday Night Jason. Here's what he had to say. He's like, what's up, Masunis and the STL Nation? Well, this has been a year of good and bad uh, when it comes to movies, games, and just life in general. But unlike last year, I can at least say there are 10 movies that I can play on the best of 2014 list. Number 10 is Gone Girl. Can't wait to see that movie. Number 9 is Fury. I did miss that one. Number 8, Nightcrawler. I can't wait to see that. Number 7, The Drop. Uh, I did not see that. Six, Birdman. Uh, I've heard good things. Interstellar, number five. So all those did not, I did not see. So those are why they were not on my list if you're going to get upset at me. Number four is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, which I did not see. Number three is The Raid 2. I did not see. So everything in Watson's list I still have to watch. But I think everything in my list he hasn't seen. So it actually works out good. Number two is Captain America 2. And number one is Guardians of the Galaxy. I really don't have enough music choices for a top 10. But I'm sure you'll have that covered with your list. Well, I'll be waiting to hear your list and hear. Uh, here's the hope and everyone has a great 2015. Holler at you later. Jason Watson. Thank you, sir, so much. Uh, for writing in good times and our last one comes from time traveling peter greetings masoonis it's been a while and i hope you had a great new year's i did thank you very much 2014 was such a great year for movies it was so great i wasn't able to see as many as i wanted i hear you sir i can probably list 20 movies i wanted to see that would probably make my top 10 hopefully this, that explains why i threw in some questionable ones just so i can round out the 10 
10 is 22 Jump Street. Number 9 is Wolf of Wall Street. Number 8 is The Lego Movie. Number 7 is X-Men Days of Future Past. Number 6 is Snowpiercer, which that is uh, a Chris Evans movie, if I remember correctly. Number 5, last, uh, lately Marvel is getting into the lesser-known stuff, Enters Big Hero 6. Not a title many are familiar with and has to be one of the bigger surprises for me anyways. It made me teary-eyed, it made me laugh, and it had me engaged. A must-see for sure. Number four, in this day and age, it's commonplace to use a lot of special effects even for fighting. I think Captain America and Winter Soldier straight away for the most part and most of the fighting were all practical and crazy intense. The superhero-ness took a bit of a backseat and I appreciate this action spy espionage treat for my number four. Great Great set of words there, sir. Number three, I have been a big fan of Tom Cruise despite whatever goes on in his personal life. Another surprise for me was Edge of Tomorrow, probably more so because he played a coward and not your stereotypical badass. He had to learn to get to that point in the beginning. You're not so sure if he's the right guy for the job. And it's a sci-fi Groundhog's Day. What more can you ask for? Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Am I Groot? No surprise there, right? And number one is Nightcrawler, which I'm sure is going to be number one on Jameson's list, but I guess we'll find out. Not sure if it's a surprise to anyone. It's uh, directed well, and I have to say definitely one of Hall's best performance, if not the best. It's the one movie I felt I needed to see more of. And not just more of, but I wanted a continuation of the story. Uh, I want them to continue on a TV show or something. I want to follow this character and see all the things that he does. It reminds me a little of Breaking Bad where you feel like you're kind of rooting for a guy you shouldn't really be rooting for. Now, my top 20 songs of 2014. Honorable mention, this was a tough cut, but I have all about that bass, Megan Trainer and Chandelier just on the outside. Number 20, I Don't F With You. Big Sean. Number 19 is Counting Stars by One Republic. Number 8 is Demons by Imagine Dragon. Number 7 is Animals by Maroon 5. Number 16 is Hideaway by Kirza. Number 15 is The Heart Wants What the Heart Wants, Selena Gomez. All good picks, sir. Number 14 is Stay With Me by Sam Smith. This guy, this guy annoys the piss out of me. I I don't know. Just like Ed Sheeran, these two are overrated in my opinion. But again, just my opinion. I respect what they're doing, you know, for for the love song community, but I don't ever I don't ever listen to them. Uh, Rude number twelve, Thinking Out Loud, Ed Sheeran number ten, Shake It Off, Taylor Swift, All of Me, John Legend. That's a fantastic song. Um, I actually didn't consider that song, so uh, it might have changed if I considered that song. So. Boom, clap, number eight, Charlie XCX. Number seven is Blank Space, Taylor Swift. This song, this song is good. It really is, but it's not my favorite from the 1989 album. So that's why Bad Blood, if Bad Blood wasn't on there, it, you know, Blank Space would have been in my top 20, but Bad Blood murders that song. So that's why I didn't hit. Uh, you know, hit in my top uh, top twenty. Uh, am I wrong, Nico and Vin uh, Vines? Uh, Jealous number four, Nick Jonas. I know you really dig that song, sir. I just I didn't have enough time uh, in you know since it came out so far at, towards the end of the year. For, just for me, jam purposes wise, I just uh, I don't know. It, it kind of it's maybe an honorable mention. So number three is Stay High. By uh, by Tuvlo. Number two is Black Widow, Iggy Azalea. And for my number one, this was Hard as Hell. I don't know what uh, 
what was uh what it was but there's something about the beat i could be in the it could be the video too but jesse j's bang bang featuring ariana grande and Nicki minaj is my number one i'm a big fan of anthems and this is one for sure i'm interested to hear your thoughts on breaking the rules man because that is an anthem song if if i'm telling you Ooh, i think you might have a new number one i don't know so you go somewhere public and if this song plays it's not hard to do a little shimmy and throw your hands up among the crowd can't wait to hear everyone else's list and bring on 2015 until next episode time traveling peter so thank you guys so much for writing in good times that is it for this episode the first episode of 2015 uh boy i'm telling you i am super excited for this year granted um as as you guys know i'm not going to be doing as many episodes as i wanted Um, i'm hoping for maybe one or two a month uh this will unfortunately be the last episode of january i have to take my test for work uh, so i have a thousand page book that i have to read in all my spare time and i have to do it before february 3rd so unfortunately this is the last time you're going to hear from me in january but february after my test is done i will be coming back uh, and here are the next movies i have planned for you guys I'm doing some awesome guilty pleasures, some manly guilty pleasures, uh, movies that I freaking love that I think are on a lot of people's guilty pleasure list. Uh, the first one is uh, my favorite Patrick Swayze movie of all time, and no, it's not Dirty Dancing. It would be Roadhouse, suckers. Uh, I love Roadhouse. I think it's 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 so underrated. It's amazing. I freaking love Roadhouse. So that's going to be the next movie I'm doing. Uh, you can catch that probably the first week of February. After that will be Triple X. Uh, no, not a porno flick. The Vin Diesel movie. My favorite spy movie, uh, if you will. Uh, I love Triple I love X. I think it's very underrated. Uh, the people that hate on it, they can go screw themselves because I love Triple I love X. That movie's awesome. Uh, and then after that uh, will be the Die Hard series. That's right, folks. Christmas is over. But it's never too late to talk about Die Hard. I'm doing Die Hard 1, 2, 3, and 4, and maybe even 5. Because uh, I, I, Die Hard 3 is still my favorite Die Hard of the series. There's so much love and, and compassion I have for that movie that uh, I, I watched it last night. I said I have to do it. I got to do the Die Hard series. So yeah, I'm doing it. Uh, one, two, three, four, and maybe five. We'll we'll see if the fans want to hear five. Uh, but definitely one, two, three, and four. So those are the next movies. So Roadhouse, Triple X, and the Die Hard series. And then uh, Time Traveling Peter and I, uh, we get together about uh, every other Sunday if it's possible, depending on our schedule. So at some point. We will get together and do uh, Death Race and Speed. So I'll let you guys know ahead of time whenever that'll be. And Jameson uh, is now plowing the snow for the people of Wisconsin. So we will hopefully get together sometime in the near future. But uh, hopefully those upcoming movies will keep you guys interested and anticipated for a new STL episode. Uh, Thank you guys so much for 2014 making it such a fantastic year. I had a blast. all your love and support is what helps keep me wanting to do this show and not uh, and not just say hey I'm I'm done with this hobby you know it, it's for, forget all the time that I lose trying to put this together 
it's because of you guys because you still want to hear this show and you still give me all that love and support that's why i do it for you guys so thank you everybody that contributes day in and day out behind the scenes uh in the nation you know who you are and uh i appreciate and uh and love you guys thank you so much so if you again if you want to write in it's stlpodcast at gmail.com even if you hated my list that's cool. You can write in. It's all good. I was just messing around. Uh, I always love. I always love to hear what you guys have to say. So uh, don't forget uh, to check out uh, the Facebook page. Uh, just go to stl.com. Uh, you know stl stlpodcast.com. I can't even remember my own stupid website. stlpodcast.com for all the links to everything you need. You can find Jameson shows. Uh, you know you can find all the shows that I dig. Go there, check it out. It's good times. So uh, I am going to leave you with a song that came out in early 2013. And unfortunately, I did not hear until 2014. So I couldn't put it in my list. But it's a song that I've listened to just as much as my number one song of the year. Uh, I did a top uh, top 10 episode for this artist. Uh, and it's Rock and Roll by Avril Lavigne. I love this tune. It's fantastic. So here you guys go to close out the show. Uh, rock and roll Avril Lavigne again thank you guys so much I hope you enjoyed this episode Uh, I will catch you on the next one so have a good one take care Misunis out let them know that we're still rock and roll